Delvers to Grow grew out of some thoughts that I was having uh, about getting people to play quickly. Uh, as part of my writing experience with the fantasy trip, one of the real strengths of that system is you can show up for a half an hour or a 45 minute lunch period with a bunch of high school students, uh, throw down a couple of characters, do a battle royale, and still have time for food and to get to your, your, your one o'clock class. I thought that there was absolutely no reason, especially in a focused genre treatment like the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game, where you could not do that for a Powered by GURPS project. Jay's gonna bring me back Give me a plus one to attack Oh, 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 I want to come back to the dice. Whoa, oh, 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 I think I need some good advice. I need a role-playing rescue. Oh, yeah. I need a role-playing rescue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, rescuers. Yes, I'm pleased to say it's another bonus interview episode. This one's popping up during the interregnum between seasons because, well, there's an excellent Kickstarter opportunity that I wanted to make GURPS fans, and actually any fan of fantasy role-playing, want to make you aware of. And it's from Gaming Ballistic. Douglas H. Cole is the owner of Gaming Ballistic, the first licensed third-party publisher for the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game and the Fantasy Trip, working in support of Steve Jackson Games' popular role-playing games. Living near Minneapolis, Doug is known as a long-time GURPS playtester, as a regular contributor to Pyramid Magazine, and as the author of GURPS Martial Arts, Technical Grappling. Doug has also published the Dragon Heresy role-playing game, based on the 5th edition SRD, and his more recent projects include Five Perilous Adventures for the Fantasy Trip and the Nordland Sagas for the Dungeon Fantasy RPG. It's simply terrific to welcome Doug back to the show, and this time is to talk about his latest project. This is... Delvers to go with Doug Cole. Hey Doug, good to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming. Always a pleasure to join you, Shay. And we're here to shamelessly talk about Delvers to Grow, uh, which is on Kickstarter right now. So why don't you just start us off with the 30 second thing on what is Delvers to Grow? Absolutely. Delvers to Grow grew out of some thoughts that I was having uh, about getting people to play quickly. Uh, as part of my writing experience with the fantasy trip, one of the real strengths of that system is you can show up for a half an hour or a 45 minute lunch period with a bunch of high school students, uh, throw down a couple of characters, do a battle royale, and still have time for food and to get to your, your, your one o'clock class. Yep. I thought that there was absolutely no reason, especially in a focused genre treatment like the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game, where you could not do that for a Powered by GURPS project. Um, as I was contemplating my future science fiction role-playing game, Mission X, um, which is 2022, uh, but also thinking about Sean Punch's Pointless Looting and Slaying, and five easy pieces and his action for specialist book i was like yes that but more and i talked to kevin smith who's the author and i said here's what i want to do 
I want a Build-A-Bear, a little of this, a little of that, uh, which, of course, since it's my all of my work is set in my Nordland setting, although it's really not. I'll talk about we'll talk about that a little later, but we call it Build-A-Bjorn. Um, but in, in any case, in any case, the, the point here is at the 25, 50, 75 percent range of the Dungeon Fantasy role playing game, I wanted to enable two things. Get to the table super fast so that if someone's like, hey, what's this GURPS thing that's sitting on your desk? You can bring out the big box, say, let's do this and be playing in less than a half an hour. The other thing that I wanted to do, and I've seen it here and there, is that while a 250 point character is very capable um, and so you can do great things with those characters, uh, it's a handful for a game master, especially a new game master, to challenge four to six 250-point characters. Um, and I've played some really, really excellent games at the 50 and 60-point level mm. where the fun of the game is in a list of restricted options. Mm. And the, the zero-to-hero play style that is common in old-school gaming uh, or even you know starting at first level in, in fifth edition or, or something else uh, is very is quite common but the dungeon fantasy role-playing game doesn't embrace that because you start where the answer to can i do x is absolutely how many times do you want to do it in this one <laughs> second um, and that can be a lot for new players as well because they have so many good options yeah. so what i wanted to do was hit a book uh using kevin who's just a super expert in putting these sort of functional builds together. Uh, I wanted to do a book where the on-ramp to Dungeon Fantasy awesomeness was as short as possible. It's kind of a short takeoff version of, of GURPS. Great. And, and it's kind of what I've been personally gagging for ever since I got into GURPS um, sort of big time. And as you know, over the last two, three years, you know, I've been on that journey into GURPS and especially into Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game. I've played a couple of games now, run a couple of short campaigns at around about the 125-point level, um, and we still think that 62 points-ish, you know, using the old Hirelings book out of Dungeon Fantasy is great, but, you know, it's a lot of things to juggle there, isn't there? So it's very appealing, this idea you've got this book now, and I can kind of sit down with some players and I can go, right, here's what you do. Right. And it looks, I mean, you know, you've been very, very generous and let me have a sneak peek. Um, it looks like what I do is I pick like a basic kind of, f- you know, flavor of guy. So strong, is it fast and, and smart? I think it is. And smart. Yeah. And, and smart is really code for I can cast spells. Okay. And then I plug into that. Um, I get a choice then of some modules I can plug in. So um, take me through that. Explain it to me. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh you, you have the gist of it exactly right. There are three point levels that are flavored. And this will be made obvious there because without just the basic book, there's going to be a fast Delver, a smart Delver, and a strong Delver example book that walks you through a 62, a 125, and a 187 point version of the same character. So it'll it'll be, you know, Shea Webster Knight at 62, Shea Webster Knight at 125, Shea Webster Knight at 187, um, with some examples of, of how things get laid out and what you're good at and what you're not good at. But so, yeah. so you know, let's say that you want, what's your favorite character type? Let's walk through um, 
quickly what one would do. Let's just pick a standard sword and board type fighter. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I love playing right. your, your sort of typical kind of uh, barbarian sort right. of guy. So I'm looking at Strong Delver, and I'm thinking right. I want to go with 62 points. I'm going to go with a novice, right? Okay, so so at 62 points, what Kevin has laid out is the first thing you're going to do. I believe that at 62 points, you pick two disadvantages package yeah. that are – now, they're very chunky. Right. So so, you know, the, and, and the, the book kind of jokes about that, but it's very, very broad brush uh, limitations and constraints. So maybe you're heroic uh, and or and maybe you're because a hero is a constraint, right? Because there are things yeah. that you're going to rush into that you don't want to do, you know, and, and maybe you're uh, uh, socially outcast or something like that. So there's a host yeah. of stuff like that. So two decisions there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've chosen to be a, uh, a strong delver barbarian or knight so you yeah, pick the yeah. basic module and that kits you out with the the introductory uh, skills and abilities that that one would uh, kind of expect from mm. from that so let's uh, let me just get into it myself um, yeah so you're gonna drop a, a basic module and one upgrade module and the upgrade modules are neat because they're always available they're they're built on to about 25 points i think kevin is trying to move heaven and earth to make them all exactly 25 points to make sure that mm-hmm. you're not oh where are my points here and there but but really it's you got an uh, a basic module which defines your first steps down your profession an mm-hmm. upgrade module and for the novice strong delver you're either going to dump a bunch of points in uh, a two-handed weapon uh, or weapon and shield. Yeah. So, so if you want to do a standard sword and board fighter or a barbarian with a big fricking axe, uh, you're going to come out of the, uh, out of the gate, uh, with that. And, and the basic packages are also 25 points. So barbarian starts with a little bit of outdoorsman and a little bit of high pain threshold, uh, a few points that make a barbarian a barbarian, uh, and a weapon recommendation, either axe, mace, and shield, or a two-handed sword, or a two-handed axe, or whatever, right? Yeah. So, so basically, it funnels you down this pathway, and the and then you'll pick an upgrade module with things like, you know, juggernaut, defense before offense, or arms master, yeah. which is you trained in a variety of weapons, uh, or the uh, the amusingly named, I think it's amusingly named, uh, fifth level fighter, which is just extra yep. attack, right? I'm loving Hulk, actually. Right, right. Uh, you know, So strong and intimidating, mm-hmm. plus two strength, a little bit of lifting strength. And, and that's a great one to make, you know, Cohen the Barbarian or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You got a big guy and you want him bigger. So you pick, you hulk them out, right? And so that's the kind of thing. Or like veteran, um, which is combat reflexes and fearlessness and some stuff like that. So, but you get one. So really what you're looking at is you're going to make a choice as to what your template is for a 62-point character. One choice as to what your template is, meaning, you know, strong, your basic uh, flavor. You're going to make two choices for your disads. Mm-hmm. Uh if you have a profession in mind, you'll make that one choice and you'll pick your upgrade module and then you pick how you want to fight. Yeah. And then you play. Yeah. And then you play. 
<laughs> I want to repeat that. And then you play because you're done. You've made six yeah. choices instead of hundreds and you're not sweating it. And these are well honed by someone who's really, really mm. good at character builds. Way better than me, which is why I went to Kevin to, to write this book. There's, there's some nifty stuff as well. I mean, I'm just looking at that, like those those upgrade modules, you know, nice little things. So I've got my strong Delver. What I like is I can pick speedy. So right. whilst like speed's never going to be my thing because I didn't take a fast Delver, um, yeah, I can upgrade my dexterity and have a little bit of extra basic move for 25 points. Boom, I'm done. You know, I can make that barbarian swifter, faster off the mark, you know, fast with his weapons or whatever. I can fiddle around with those things. Or, you know, I can go for someone who's you know just got a slightly different flavor you know there's an undead slayer in there i think isn't there if you're a holy warrior and things like that it's Correct. just nice flavorful right and like so and and here's the thing at 62 points this kind of thing allows a game master to make henchmen at the drop of a freaking hat mm. right so i want a guard so i'll pick a knight template or a barbarian template throw on you know, stalwart or 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 Hulk or Fortunate Son or whatever, um, and and then there you go. Or one thing that I just saw is I want the sergeant. So yeah. you you toss on the leader, right? The leader module, mm. um, which which has things like born war leader, rallying cry, um, leadership strategy, tactics, right? So all of a sudden you've got a a, a lower point sergeant, and you can pair them up with a. Uh, uh, something else like a, a, a someone who's a quick delver or you know the guy who like the, the side of beef where we're picturing picturing the rocky movies where the guys always where, where sylvester sloan yeah. is always punching cows right so side <laughs> of beef means you can take it you're you are the side of beef um and uh but like you know there's there's other stuff like there's uh one of my favorite favorite named uh ones was part of the smart delver upgrades is mathlete Mm-hmm. And 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 embarrassingly enough, I was actually for one year on the mathletics team in 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 high school. Um, but in this particular case, the mathlete joke is that it actually increases. You're you're a fit, strong, smart delver. So mm-hmm. you're a spellcaster with some bulk on them. Um, and and so you know, Kevin's done a nice job at at, at both naming and uh, to make things kind of what they say on the tin yeah. um and but done a nice job of me but he's built a lot of characters he does it for fun he knows what works he's played a lot of dungeon fantasy yeah. and he knows how to aim for the center of these professions now that and the other thing about that is that it allows you to say bip 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 here's kind of a centerline character and now i'll spend some time tweaking it out moving points around whatever whatever but it gets you the core skills very quickly I was also like skeptical about whether the smart guys would you know, spell choices and all that could be done in this manner, and it's kind of surprising actually. Uh, I'm one of the ones that really drew my mind is looking at the bard, and it's a mentalist um, kind of entry for spell lists, and you've got this 62 point list of spells, 125 point, presume he's add that, and 187 points is add that, and it's so simple. It's like three lines of text, which. Yes. I don't know, for me, as a relatively new GM, um, and certainly as a relatively inexperienced player of GURPS, you know, that's hours saved of dredging through, looking through spells. Because let's be honest, there are just hundreds and hundreds of spells in GURPS. I think there's three or four hundred of them. Even the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game, which has done some work to trim the spell list, um, that's tough. And, 
you know, one of the things that is not in the draft that you're looking at, because I think Kevin is 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 just terrified of really getting into it, although he's done a lot of work <laughs> in the background. The wizard spells are, are going to go into the draft last mm. because dealing with the prerequisites mm. is is really tiresome. Um, yeah. And and that's a lot of work and, and he's doing it and he's doing it for you. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure how many spell lists and flavors he's going to put in. Uh, but I'll tell you what, with as many spells as there are, you know, future volumes, although he may decide that he's had quite enough of this. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, future volumes, um, could, could build out more lists and, 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 and stuff like that. But, but for now we're going to, we're going to get some core stuff that Delvers are going to want to do. Uh, you're going to want the buffing wizard. You're going to want the, uh, you know, offensive wizard. Although an offensive wizard at 62 points is, is maybe asking a lot, yeah. but there's like a utility wizard, you know, with spells like shape earth and the, the locking and unlocking spells. Uh, right. So we'll see what flavors he has, but that's kind of where, where, where we're going with it. It's, it's really mm. designed to get you playing with a very useful character. And we've recently completed the second, uh, of two blind tests where the draft went into people's hands and uh, they grabbed the, the town of Skogarenda from the Merlin Avery's forest end uh, and they said Skogarenda has been overrun by cultists and demons hmm. and a couple long ships full of brave Vikings need to take the town back and the goal of this was to literally throw 125 point characters at a wall with a ditch and spikes and monsters and defenders <laughs> and, and play out a siege. Yeah. And the speed, two, two things came out of this. One is that Kevin did a great job with picking out these 125 point templates. These guys yeah. were really robust. Yeah. These guys were surprisingly robust. Uh, and some of that is things like you don't really appreciate when you take a wrestler who is a pretty buff, strong, high hit point with uh, like tough skin three or something. So he's mm. a natural DR of three, which is like light male armor, but he's really strong. So you throw on Huskarl's armor or something like that. You're sporting like DR six or nine or something. So you're a wrestler, which means that you can only grapple one guy at a time and throw them off the wall, um, which happened a lot. Um it was like Gimli in, in the Siege of Helm's Deep. 34, 35, 36. Um, but the other thing was is that these characters were surprisingly robust. But the other piece was is when they died, and they did, um, you typically either could have another character, because it's not like you don't see death coming usually, right? Mm -hmm. Usually you get hit once, and then the next turn, you know, you're stunned or whatever, so then you get splorched. Mm -hmm. But if you start making that character your replacement, <laughs> uh, which was which was the test, but if you start making the character when you see death coming, frequently what would happen is, is you could restart play with not a single missed turn. Uh, if someone rolled a crit, and, and one-shotted a, 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 a character, you'd miss one turn. So you'd right. skip one turn, and you were back in the fight the turn after that yeah. with an entirely new character built from scratch. And I don't know about your experience with building and running characters using GURPS, but at least from my perspective, that's kind of unheard of. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. So um, you sent this through um, a couple of days ago to have a look at, and I was a bit naughty. I just went and uh, th- I wanted to time how fast I could make a character. Um, so I made a, sort of a thief-type character, and it took 14 minutes. Right. And that included reading your <laughs> book, you know, the bit I needed. So what I really liked and I really appreciate actually, was like I could get to the section I wanted, and I was very easily... I, mean, I think the thing was I could grok it really quick, if you know what I mean. I could get my I head totally around know what, you mean. what right. I've got to do. And it was a case of, like, write down the stats, and I've got a sheet, and I write down the stats, you know, and then make some choices, and add those things on. And the most time-consuming thing was literally working out the cost of... Like, you get told how many points you're spending on a skill to just total it up you know total up the skill value was the hardest thing and you're talking about really adding one two or three to a number so it's not exactly difficult right it's it's not exactly higher math but the focus of the the beauty of of especially some of the lower point packages is Mm. that you just don't have a lot to do right you've 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 got a very focused you know you know like what is is with the movie taken you have a very specific skill set um and you're writing those things down and then you go. And, and that's, yeah. that's the really great thing that I think that uh, is mm. done here. And the other thing is, is, I don't know if, if you've done a lot of this, but I do know some of my Patreons and, and uh, 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 followers, um, they'll run GURPS at a convention. Yeah. And the thing that you usually do in that particular case is you hand out pregens. Yes, absolutely. Um, but with this book, you don't have to. Mm. And that's what excited me about it, I'll be honest with you. And this is the thing, you know, if I was, so I ran a 125-point campaign and we're talking an hour-ish, hour and a quarter for an experienced player to put together a character at that point, points value. Um, that was kind of typical. And so it would be done before session and there would be a bit back and forth with me as GM having to sort of check over the sheet with them. Right. Um, what, I, what I'm thinking about this is two things. First of all, it's quick at the table. And secondly, is I don't really have to worry about checking over because, you know, I know that... Um, you know, really, uh, Kevin has done the work, right? So I don't have to worry about, oh, they just kind of like fiddle with something or got it wrong. Or, you know, right. I mean, it's just just checking their math is that's right. the most you do. So that's exciting um, because, the, the you know, honestly, as a GM, that's a, like a headache, isn't it? Like, especially when you've got new players. Kind of, it, just it, really, it really can be. I think the only place where people are going to step in and say, well, what about this or what about this is really, yeah. I think, moving some of the disadvantage packages around a little bit. Sure. Um, but, but thematically, we chose to go with sort of groups of 25 points of, of link disadvantages, largely yeah. because I think at some point, Kevin just made it his mission in life to make everything 25 points because um, you know but but it, it's a nice bit of chunk right uh, yeah. it, it hits most of the popular point levels uh, it's enough of a difference and a choice uh, to make an impact and and not be sort of shopping one at a time um, but really that's it and and he's done a nice job of um, really making sure that the characters that you're building stay true to the journey from 60 points or so to 250 within that professional template lens. Mm. One thing we have not played with yet, and I'm going to ask people to play with it and see if it works, is that there's nothing that says you can't take a 62-point strong lens and add it to a 62-point smart lens to get a 124-point multi-class character. 
Mm. That might be a terrible, terrible idea because in these professions, I, I just don't know. Um, mm. But but you know, if, if for people who want to wander off the beaten path, uh, that might be a way to get it done. Um, mm. But but it's going to be the kind of thing where I think people will need to play with it a little bit. And when I say a little bit, you know, we're still in writing, we're still in layout. I'm not going to necessarily include a giant section of multi-classing. Uh, that sounds actually mm. a great future volume. Um, yeah. But in this case, you know, here's the core abilities of these professions and here's how they would stack up is kind of an interesting playground. Mm. So my major objection and you'd sort of touched on the fact that you know this is built around and informally because of your license mole many thing it's built around your nordland setting which is kind of cool let's be honest it's right, some right, great right. products and great adventures that you've written all good stuff you know i'm a fan um however you know i'm running my campaign in my world uh are these gonna stand up in there um so yeah you sort of intimated at the start that it is right. and it kind of isn't Nordland. So, so well, yeah, and, and the reason I want to say that is because the flavor of it, the fonts, the some of the jokes, mm. like Bill the Bjorn, right? Um, those have a Nordland flavor to them. There is very, very little that is not really pulled directly from the Dungeon Fantasy role playing game yeah. without fluff, meaningful fluff. Right. Mm. So to say to say that a knight might be a like, for example, the armor kit. That's like mm. I think it's like two thousand dollars of armor. The armor kit is called Huskarl's armor, mm. which has a nice Viking sound to it. But let's face it, there's nothing particularly Viking um, about a male shirt. Mm. And that's really all it is, is is a set of armor that has a name that's vaguely Nordland sounding that that you can throw on and it gives you the kind of damage resistance that two grand worth of exp exp uh, of money would expect um or the knight's armor which is like five or six thousand uh as, as a grab and go loadout um there's actually there's significantly less Nordland about a a got set of gothic plate uh because you know the vikings were not they they existed before uh, that sort of thing. So I would say, and and Kevin stands by this absolutely. This is the least Nordland product that that has come out from us. It it is mm -hmm. utterly applicable to anyone who wants to play the Dungeon Fantasy role playing game. Mm. Well, one of the things I liked as well is actually the fact that you referenced like Hand of Asgard, which is your book on like you know the gods of Nordland and what have you, and Nordland of Folk as well, which has kind of racial templates for stuff right. in in that realm. But you directly seem to be referencing as well. And actually, this is Dungeon Fantasy role playing game, so you're using the stuff that's in there, you know. Or you can look at these things too. You can make choices from here. It's nice and modular in that sense. That's right, and and. In doing specific genre treatments for a Powered by GURPS game, I believe that while you want to take away all the things that aren't your campaign, hmm. which is the classic toolkit of GURPS, you don't want to lose what makes GURPS really great. Right, which the modularity, the you know, plug and play, the I can mm. do this genre, I can do this genre, you know, and and this is hack and slash fantasy. But mm. if you wanted to pull in rules for taverns or social or whatever from the broader dungeon fantasy product line, or 
mm-hmm. a completely different product line. GURPS has always let you do that. And, mm. you know, it would give you some building blocks by which to make modules or plug in. And it's a great way to uh, now it would be it would be some work if you're pulling in something from Traveler or whatever, but you could make your own modules. And again, once your players are picking from the modules that as a game master you allow or create, mm. you no longer have to check characters, like you said. I mean, for me, um, I always felt like the templates were a great step forward in GURPS, and they came from the third edition, and in the fourth edition, they've made a massive difference to, like, especially someone like myself getting involved in the game. But this is like taking it a step further. It's saying, let's break that down into smaller chunks. And like you said, it's a bit, it is by chunks. It is, you know, plug this module in, plug this module in, and you're sort of good to go. But I think it really introduces um, a nice way to make some significant and meaningful choices with your character and therefore kind of develop the character that you want without really having to sort of know the game inside out and upside down. Right. Um, I, I feel that there is great pressure with all of the corpus of materials, even within the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing mm-hmm. game, and especially if you're coming from here's all of GURPS or whatever, I feel like there's a, a, a pressure to drink in the entire corpus of rules Mm. and the thing that oh i you know i don't want to make a bad choice so instead of just saying oh i want combat reflexes i'm gonna have to read all the advantage section before i get to character um whereas i think that the modular sort of build a bear method here allows the player to say oh well i can really choose between being robust the side of meat side of beef module or on the attack all the time, which might be the extra, you know, fifth level fighter. Um, and when you're choosing between those two, then you're like, oh, well, here's a meaningful differentiation that I can make. And I sort of have to pick one. <laughs> and if, as you're growing through the character, you can and as you gain experience points, uh, it will give the feel, if you want, of leveling up if that's something that you want to emulate, or you yeah. can buy it piecemeal from wherever you start and let the character go wherever it goes. And, and I'm a big fan of both, right? I, I think that you can, you can, the templates give great structure uh, to, to something. And, um, you know, there's a lot of charm to basically saying, oh, the campaign is kind of leaning this way. So my fighter really needs to take some thiefy stuff. And then you just, yeah pick them up as you go but by the time you're doing that you understand what you need yeah no it's all immensely helpful i'm just actually i'm just fiddling around on the um warehouse 23 website now because i'm just thinking like okay i want to get into dungeon fantasy um what am i going to need well you know 40 bucks to buy the game is a set of pdf files um i think it is everything you know um which is fine and then so this Kickstarter, uh, just, just, just to be upfront about it, if they wanted to get themselves a PDF, what's going to set them back? Uh, $35 gets you five books. Um, it gets you the basic construction kit. It mm-hmm. gets you three example books. And the reason why there's three books and not one is so you can pass them around the table. Yeah. Uh, and it also gets you an, a short adventure written by Peter Del Orto and Marshall Lapira uh, called The Crypt of Krisovic. Uh, which is currently aiming around 24, 28 pages, I think. But it's designed to let you challenge a party of, 
you know, it'll be a big challenge for 62s. It'll be less of a challenge for 187. It's kind of aimed at the 125, 150. Um, but it's designed to let you have something to play right out of the gate. Uh, it is also, um, although it's not necessarily all going to be written by Peter and Marshall, um, it is also the first in a new setting in Nordland or new location in Nordland uh, called the Hunted Lands. Ooh, um, which is, yeah, right. It sounds cool, right? Uh, it's even got a cool Viking sounding name, the Viderlong. Um, but uh, the uh, the Hunted Lands are an outgrowth of some things that were set up in the Citadel at Nordborn, which you're not supposed to love your children differently, but I really love that book. <laughs> um, and it's got some cool stuff in there. And the Hunted Lands for a couple of generations has been quiet way more quiet than something that basically you can walk north and west to to the heart of of the winter fairies uh where they're all cruel and mean and capricious and all that and it's been quiet and it's been kept quiet and that pot is about to boil over it no it's it's really fun and and it's a it's a very specific uh part of of the world um and i commissioned a map for it that that already exists and I'm letting authors pick, and it's a ten. It's basically a hex crawl, so mm -hmm. I'm letting authors pick a ten mile hex, which is I think like sixty five or seventy square miles. So it's plenty of room. Uh, that'll support a village or two, or a, a medium size, large, small town, and maybe you know anywhere between two and three villages or a bunch of hamlets, and then something can happen there. Maybe you put a dungeon underneath, and there's actually no hamlet there. Maybe you have a couple of villages and some bandits through the threat. But the great thing about Delvers to grow is you no longer have to bring out freaking Godzilla to <laughs> challenge your party. Bandits are a threat. Uh, totally not kobolds are a threat. Goblins are totally not goblins are a threat, right? Your lizard folk or whatever. And I can say totally not, totally not, because a lot of the monsters or whatever are fairly archetypical. But like you're, you're totally not kobolds or your Ganga Effa tunnel lizards you're totally not lizard folk are your ethel folk which are lizard folk uh you're totally not goblins or your nordland nordalfs the the north Al, Al, you know alfar uh and, and but they're they're there but the thing is is that you know hey here's a here's a here's 10 bandits or whatever and you can go play seven samurai with these guys right you, you can have the the villages under threat by bandits and your party of slightly more skilled than the average bear is going to have to deal with that and it's an entirely different level of challenge than you know sir cuisinart and the blade folk that come in and, and just chop folks up and just bring me more and, and so it, it's i think it's really going to open up for new players a whole lot of stuff and for 35 bucks you get the pdfs if you are totally new to the dungeon fantasy role-playing game uh, Steve Jackson Games has done me the wonderful courtesy of allowing me to sell box sets mm -hmm. as a retailer, and they are part of some of the higher level pledge levels. So if you want a, a setting in a box, um, basically, the Dungeon Fantasy RPG Jumpstart Package gets you really almost too much to list. The box set, Monsters 2, so you can throw bad guys at people, mm -hmm. All of the material under the Kickstarter. So Delvish to Grow, the three example books, uh, the new adventure. Uh, Nordvorn, 
because that's the kind of the anchor setting. Hall of Judgment, mm-hmm. if you want a good quest, and uh, Nordlander Folk and Hand of Asgard, because the v- variety that Kevin has packed into both the races and the uh, uh, the domain stuff. Uh, and just a word on Hand of Asgard. Obviously, again, it's Nordland named, right? Hand of Asgard. Oh, it's all... And that's mm-hmm. true. But Loki, totally not Loki, the god of mischief... <laughs> has a counterpart in Native American spirituality as well, Coyote. Uh, There are trickster gods throughout various pantheons um, in in many mythologies. Uh, A god of storms, obviously, you know, is a totally not Thor, right? Uh, But you could could have that person be Zeus. Um, You know, the god of death has counterparts especially goddess of death have counterparts in many many different pantheons so if you squint not even that hard you'll find that hand of asgard uh corresponds pretty much one-to-one with the fifth and fifth edition divine domains because that's how i originally wrote it because right. it came out of my dragon heresy writing uh until i got the the license for dungeon fantasy so you know most of this stuff even though it has a viking or Nordland flavor is repurposable just kind of by looking at it sideways and anyway he doesn't love vikings right i mean come on they're the og rpg party i'm gonna grab my armor and sword and my spear saddle up head off to the wilderness and kill things and take their stuff doug thanks so much for coming and talking to us about this project uh when's it running till uh, it runs. It ran. It started this last Friday and on the uh, the seventh, and it runs until yep. uh, May twenty fifth, uh, at and closes at I think like nine o'clock p.m. Central Time. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, we wish you all the best with it. Um, you know, it looks like it's pretty close to funding, so that'd be amazing. And I um, look forward to getting my hands on Delvis to grow properly. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate your time as well, Jay. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Roleplay Rescue. Thanks again to Douglas Cole from Gaming Ballistic for coming to talk about Delves to Go for the Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game powered by GURPS. Thank you for listening to us. Let us chatter on. I hope you'll check out the Kickstarter, assuming you're of course listening to this at the time of release. But if not, just hit up GamingBallistic.com for more information. I'll, I'll stick links to everything in the show notes. If you've enjoyed listening to Doug, please consider sharing the episode on social media. I know he'll appreciate any signal boosting you can give to the project. Thanks in advance for your support. And on that, I'm going to sign off. I'm Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. See you again, eventually. Game on.